Happy Tuesday and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Airport Minute where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go over one minute of the greatest disaster movie ever made, the 1970 Universal Pictures movie Airport. I am one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm host number two, Mark Cerulli of CovertOps.tv. And once again, we are joined by uh, the pride of the Rhode Island Bar, Attorney Michael R. Hagopian. Hey. Hey, guys. Thanks for being on the show again, Michael. It's uh, oh, my pleasure. It's uh, it, it's been a, a long journey here for for Mark and me, and it's good to have uh, an old friend on the show. Uh, and we are continuing to watch the increasingly uncomfortable conversation between uh, Ada and Dio. Dio, baby. And uh, I think we, I think we skipped over the 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 line that you love so much about. Uh, uh, that that Ada was was talking to Dio about his uh, ancestry. Right. She asked him uh, if uh, he was from Spain, and although he said it was a long time ago, she looked at him and uh, said, you look more Irish. <laughs> and that really goes back. I've been listening to this uh, podcast for quite some time now, and we had brought that up uh, early on that... Uh, the actor himself really doesn't look like yeah. his name suggests. Yeah, they kind of sl- slid that in just to say, oh, that that's why he looks like that. So, um, it doesn't explain how uh, Maureen they Staples... They probably couldn't get Cantiflas for that role. So. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, did I just date myself or what? Uh, well, it could have been Montalban, you know. Yeah, <laughs> Ricardo Montalban wasn't available. <laughs> so, uh, so, dear old... Uh, Dear old Dio is is chat, chatting with her, and and Ada is trying to explain why she was noticing so much about the map with the X and the, the he had drawn that little plane with flames coming out of the sides. Uh, so she was very nervous. He might have thought she was onto something until yeah. she pulled that uh, little flyer out about the contest. Yeah. So uh, so he he does a nice nice back background coverage there of saying that it's it's a hobby that he likes to see if he can calculate when they're going to land and. It's a hobby. I like to I like to calculate where the best place over the Atlantic would be to blow up <laughs> yeah, a plane. Let's say hypothetically speaking. Yeah, yeah hypothetically. <laughs> like say I had something really bad in this case. He he talks to, he, he talks to her about that and uh, and then she starts trying a new line of questioning, but he's like, I I, I think I'm going to do a wit bissell here. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to take a nap and he goes into Yeah, and then look, he he winds up in that 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't the extras crotch in the back row. How far back that seat goes? Yeah, yeah, that's like Barca lounger mode. It's <laughs> and and the guy behind him is like his eyebrows go up, but it doesn't say anything. It's like, excuse me, you're yeah. you're. You know. Well, it was 1970. They were much nicer then. Usually, it's dinner and a movie, but something like that. It's just yeah. So she, so he's he's gone all the way back, and Wit's Wit looks like he's wearing a stethoscope and taking his own heartbeat. He got that got that scene out of the way, and they. You can tell it's like, oh, cut, print it, done. And then as soon as he does that, you notice she looks back over to see if there's any uh, any action on the other side. Yeah, yeah. She's already gotten two sherries out of the guy. But it's like, yeah, what it's, the hell? Here I am. Is he still sleeping? Yeah. Meh. So, uh... 
<laughs> and yeah, uh, no, no, no. Uh, what Guerrero's head is practically in the other guy's face. Yeah, yeah. It's like the top of yeah. Th- that guy could stick his tongue out and lick lick his uh the partner's hair. But and I love that little scene where Van Heflin just kind of like looks up at the uh, at the air blower and he's like, oh my god, popping his eyes up. Beautiful little scene. And did they press his suit since the last time he got on? Oh, actually, I guess he was wearing an overcoat the last time we saw him. He he's just parked there. But uh, incredibly nice suit for a guy on his last nickel. Uh, and apparently he has a he knows where uh, where there's a good dry cleaner because that thing is immaculately pressed. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his last nickel's in uh, Bunny's cash register. So we we leave uh, flight two up in the air somewhere over Cleveland. Tanya's trying to find the exact words to explain how there's a guy on your plane with a bomb. They all seem very, very calm. Yeah. Guy, plane, bomb. And, like, they're actually pausing to compose this. Like, how how long would it take you to write out 50 words? Guy in 23A has a bomb. Watch out. I guess they're thinking of the ensuing lawsuits to come, and they just want to make sure that this is going to be a matter of record, that they did all, you know, they crossed all their eyes. We did all we could do. Yeah. Uh, and there's that uh, there's that little SST model that he's got on his desk, the one that's just kind of like floating in midair. That's a great model. Oh, jeez, yeah, I see it. Yeah, yeah, it just hangs there under that little. Uh, that's the kind of uh, the kind of lamp that if you were in a police station, you'd be like aiming it at somebody. Go, all right, talk. From all these yes. 40s movies, yeah. So uh, and Lloyd Nolan, I guess he's got the night off from customs, so he's just sitting there chatting away. Well, he's a widower. He has no place else to go. Yeah, I'll just hang in here and listen to you I'll guys. I'll just hang out here. Maybe something's going on. Yeah. Well, he's going to be he's going to be called to the FAA inquest when the plane when the little pieces come out of the sky. Well, what were you doing? Well, he looked kind of suspicious, but to me, but I just kind of let him go on the plane. Well, you're a federal right. officer, and nah, it doesn't matter. So, uh, and they're <laughs> again they're they're having the meeting around Mel's desk rather than using the conference table that's there that's entirely useless. Look! Look at the. Uh, yeah, it's look, just just a little bit higher than the uh, the bottoms of the chairs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no way you could fit your knees in that. You'd have to sit all the way back and then you know let your shins rest on the uh, on the on the lip of that table. They've got all the wording right, and uh, Bert Weatherby is going on about how to do this, how to how to send this out. And that, then the scene's over, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mel. Well, no, the Mel keeps the last the last second. Yeah, well, when uh, the person they need to speak with is now available. Yeah, yeah. Ned, Ned Ned comes in to say, "Oh, by the way, we found that woman. That you remember you said you were looking for a woman. How many women could there be at a uh, at the airport? We found her though." He walks down to the end. It, it's like, how come none of them figured out why he's waiting to blow up the plane except for Bert? Bert is like Bert. Apparently, is the expert on where to blow up a plane. He he can think like Guerrero. He's probably pondered this one out for several. You know, you know what you could do. You could do that. You know, he's the only one that seems to have been able to piece that together. And how come how come Mel hasn't figured it out? I mean, all these people work in the airport, work work in the aircraft business. Why why wouldn't any of them else figure it out? Uh, frustrating i don't know that's a good question see on a regular basis or yeah highly unusual which yeah. is why they had such lack of security back then yeah yeah it's uh i mean mostly they were working they were worried about skyjacking at the time that was the big deal back then everybody was right. skyjacking planes of course you could walk on with a luger and nobody would stop you so you know there's no there's no metal detectors or anything um yeah. say mike i got a we got a question uh from 
earlier minutes, the first uh, uh, the first time we saw the, well, the, the the opening, like the first week of this of this movie, first the first five minutes for for regular people, um, the uh, the plane goes off the runway and gets stuck in the snow, and then. The first time we meet Tanya, she starts talking about bringing down a $50 release form for a wrenched back. If you're signing something like that in the middle of, you know, like you've just had an accident and you're asking to sign you, isn't that kind of duress or like you're, you've, had your, you've had your timbers rattled? And, I mean, I, does that really hold up? It's, well, I signed the release, so it's, it's okay. I mean, really what it's going to come down to is was there a voluntary waiver? Uh, were you pressured into it? Uh, that happens on public transportation a lot of times. If there's an accident, uh, they may pass around some waivers. Uh, but it, it all comes down to was it voluntary? Was it knowing? Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. So. Uh, so. Yeah, that uh, I I injured my back at an amusement park, and uh, while I'm in the infirmary on a gurney about to go to the hospital, they hand me a, a document to sign. And the woman's pointing, and it's like, I am refusing medical attention. And I, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not signing that. <laughs> I mean, that's like the, the waivers you sign, you know, you go to the trampoline parks or yeah, you know, rock climbing. Yeah, but that, that's usually like before, you know, if you're getting off, right. getting off a plane. Right. It's like, by the way, nothing that happened here mattered. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But that was back when they could solve it with a $50 wrench back. Yeah. Yeah. I keep thinking of there's the the ensuing lawsuits that would happen from all this stuff, especially. Uh, well, I don't think we're gonna we're gonna do this. Is not much of a spoiler, but when everybody's spilling out of that plane and they're covered with blood and everything, uh, I, I guess I guess it would weigh in their favor that it wasn't the it wasn't the air, airline's fault that that this happened and they did manage to bring them back alive. That's probably you know going in their favor, but uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot of tort action going on uh, by the time this movie finishes. We've got to understand, too, that the tort laws are, are much different now than they were in the early 70s. Uh, nowadays, people are more litigious than they were back then. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this this might have been looked on more of a, like nowadays, this would be more of a jackpot than anything else. This is, but back then, it was more like writing, I mean, it was tort. It was, you, you I got hurt, so you're going to pay my medical bill. There's not going to be anything like punitive or uh, that kind of thing for for these airlines. I, I think it would all fall on TGA. The interesting, the other interesting parts I'm always wondering about is when, uh, you know, when Mel says that we'll cover, uh, when when Petroni's trying to drive that plane out of the snow, and he, he said, uh, "We'll be, re- I'll be responsible for this air, you know, this eight million dollar aircraft." And Joe Petroni's driving. Well, who is he to talk for Joe Petroni? Joe Petroni's a, a loner from TWA. I would think TGA would go after TWA for uh, having this guy on a, you know, in, in their cockpit. Yeah, um, that was a lot more interesting. Where you had one company helping another company, and the uh, the employee maybe taking some risks with the property that. Uh, Know, could result in some significant damage. Yeah, you know, yeah. His, his, putting his employer at risk. Yeah, I would think t- TWA would be. You know, he's on. He's on uh, TWA. He's an employee of TWA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's working. You know, he's there on duty. So it's like, oh, you just decided to do this yourself. You're not going to call anybody. Or, and and the other thing is that the TGA guy said, 
I don't want to do anything without my chief pilot here. So he's already, you know, taken TGA off the hook for any kind of wreckage that's going to happen because Burt Lancaster is saying, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do. And then Joe is okay with it. Uh, and apparently it doesn't bother checking back with TWA. So if, well, uh, you would TWA would have to know what he was doing. He'd have to get some kind of clearance to just go on another airline's plane. And... Yeah. Oh, I, although I don't know. Yeah, it, as we were watching, I don't think they, they did say if I can con TWA into giving us Petroni. Right. So that maybe was early on. Yeah. So so maybe that's that's the off there for uh, for them. But uh, TWA might buy Transglobal, <laughs> a new seven hundred seven. Um, Right. So uh, it's a uh, it's an intriguing time. We're gonna have uh, in a couple of weeks. We're gonna have the uh, the head, the actual, the real life Burt Lancaster is gonna be on our show. The uh, the operator of um, uh, Minneapolis St. Paul Airport, and uh, he talks in our in our discussion. He talks a bit about how this is not uh, unusual that they have different people. Uh, they have, for example, they have Delta. They have Delta at uh, at MSP. And uh, Delta often does a lot of things for the other uh, airlines to get them up and running, so that everything's a smoothly operating machine. So uh, that's... well, they may have cross-company agreements. Yeah, yeah. So that they can, you know, I mean, if you have a license to taxi and you you're allowed on the other planes to help, you know, help them in emergency situations. And I would think that there's there's probably some kind of like Good Samaritan thing here. If you're if you're helping out in an emergency, maybe there's a there's some laxity in uh in getting you know moving capital equipment around there's you can you can see a lot of uh this would be all shepherdized under you know after what happened with transglobal this you know the, the transglobal versus uh greater chicago airport uh agency uh this this stuff looks like there'd be a lot of uh a lot of litigation following it it's there's so many different directions you can watch this movie. I mean, from things like legal standpoints, medical standpoints, uh, a- aviation standpoints, and uh, and people who follow soap operas. Um, it's uh, it just goes off in a lot of different directions for for how many things you can uh, you can track back on, and uh, uh, <laughs> and it helps it helps distract from the uh, boring glacial pace that the whole thing keeps going on. Um, and Mark, uh, I'm sure all that snow brings back a lot of memories as well. Oh, man. I remember the first time I went to see Syracuse, it was in the spring. And there wasn't any snow on the ground. But I remember walking around the quad and there were there were poles attached to the to the you know fire hydrants and i remember going geez uh, that's funny why do they have those poles there and then of course i went to syracuse and i realized <laughs> that's where they could tell where where it was when they were buried under feet of snow do you remember when it got to minus 28 out remember how cold that was it was always cold yeah. when i flew in uh, to look at the school I remember getting picked up at the airport, and the car fishtailed from the airport all the way back to campus. And it, it just, uh, the guy driving the car didn't even bat an eye. It, uh, it was like, this is what things are regularly like. Yep, and I didn't go to UCLA because? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, live, I live so far south, they don't sell snow shovels in the, uh, in the Home Depot here. So it's uh, the, the, among things I don't miss. That would be one of them. It's just uh, no more having to shovel out driveways and such. It's just endless. 
but uh, yeah. Anyway, this was a this was a pretty good minute. A lot of lot of uh, activity, a lot of a uh, lot of prep work. So we're going to find out a little bit more about what's going to happen with uh, the Guerrero. We're going to find out a lot more about the Guerreros in the coming days uh, now that they found her out there. So uh, we'll hear hear some more background on on Dio and his uh, his bombing plans. How they're going to put all this together it will be fascinating. Um, but a good a good start to the week with all this. Um, Mike, thanks so much for being with us on on the show. It's uh it's an interesting uh direction of looking at things here and oh, uh thanks for having me. and thanks for listening it's always great to hear from people actually listening yeah, to the show thanks, Mike. We're, we always we always wonder whether or not people are actually paying attention or it's uh you know they they skip by the unplayed list as they go look for other movies by minutes well i have a, a very long commute to work and so it helps pass some of the time away on the drive. Oh, great. Well, well, you'll be able to listen to this. Uh, we're recording this the week before it's being aired, so you'll be able to hear it next week uh, as, as you come back from uh, Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, we, will, we will have this on shortly. I got, now we've got great stuff to edit, and I'll do that. But uh, for those of you who would like to join in on the conversation, we've got a lot of places to do it on social media, as you well know if you've been listening to the previous 85 or 86 minutes of this show. Uh, join us at, uh, at Twitter on Airport Minute. You can also join us on Facebook at Airport Minute and the Airport Minute uh, Commanders Club. Uh, there's the great big site at airportminute.com uh, where you can catch up on every episode that you've missed. Uh, also, if you'd like to hear this every day, Monday through Friday, go to iTunes, subscribe to us, just search for Airport Minute and click the subscribe button, and it's boom, right on your, uh, right on your mobile device every uh, weekday morning. So uh, check all that out. And uh, join us here tomorrow, Wednesday, when we finally uh, catch up with the uh, uh, with Inez, who's finally been apprehended by the airport police. So uh, join us for some more mayhem tomorrow here on the Airport Minute. Until then, good day. Bye. Bye now. Nice going, sweetheart. Remind me to send a thank you note to Mr. Bowling.